This podcast is just our opinions and facts gathered on the internet, and we do not wish to offend or cause any harm. Quick apology for mistakes that we made on this podcast, whether it's saying the wrong thing, getting our facts wrong, or our bad pronunciation of names, cities, etc. We also do not have the correct equipment yet, and we are calling over FaceTime overseas. Therefore, excuse our sound quality, and we hope you enjoyed today's episode. Hello and welcome. This is Alex Taylor. And this is Cara Moore, and you're listening to Alex and Cara's Identity Convo. Today, we will be discussing the influence of social media on our mental health after we give you a five-minute rundown of the past week's world news presented by Alex. Take it away. Thank you, Cara. So, um, five-minute news. UK diplomats finally traveled to Afghanistan and met with senior Taliban officials to discuss the humanitarian crisis, prevention for terrorism, the need for a safe passage for those who want to leave the country, and more. They, they also brought up the rights of women and girls and the treatment of minorities. I think we brought this topic up, like, last week and about, like, yeah. um, the poor treatment and, I think, everything. The I'm so glad crisis. someone is finally doing something about it. Yeah. Same here. I'm kind of worried it's going to be one of those one step forward, three steps back kind of thing. You're quoting Olivia. <laughs> I am quoting Olivia Rodrigo. <laughs> but I, like, I love that song, to be fair. Um, okay, there was a yeah. bombing near a mosque in Kabul, Afghanistan. This killed several people, according to Taliban officials. Moreover, the Taliban also launched attacks on suspected IS militant hideouts hours after the attack. So... Yeah, it's honestly terrifying. And um, also, a suicide bombing in a mosque located in Kunduz, Afghanistan, has killed 50 people and injured over 100, reports say. The Islamic State has stated that they were behind this attack as well. So, they're definitely <sighs> been, um, attacking everything. There's, def- there's so, m- there's so I've, much I've read death that, that they like actually disagree with the way Taliban is ruling Afghanistan and are therefore killing people because they disagree. Yeah, I would have gone for a more well, that, okay. um, peaceful way, but okay. I honestly don't agree with this because it's yeah, me people. either. It's I don't get it. I think there's nothing wrong with disagreeing with something. No, you have your right to protest, but I think this is just not the way to go. Don't hurt other people because you just don't like their opinions. Like, suck it up. Yeah. According to Amnesty International, they state that they found proof of the Taliban massacring 13 people of the ethnic Hazara, a minority group from the Taliban eye. This August tragedy is still being denied by the Taliban, who says the story is one-sided. Well, if it's one-sided, why are they not giving us the other side? Right. And... I think I covered this in the first episode. I think so. Um, but this is honestly t- upsetting because it, it shows yeah. that they're still carrying their acts and how unethical everything was. Okay. The Davenu inquiry showed that the French Catholic Church clergymen have sexually abused more than 216,000 children, most of them boys, since since the 1950s. The head of the inquiry stated that there were around 2,900 to 3,200 abusers. That's horrific. No, yeah, the numbers are so high, and especially, um, I think, 
I think the church really has a lot of power over a lot of people and it is definitely an abuse of power. Yeah, they, I mean, sexual abuse is horrible anyways, but sexual abuse towards children, like how, it, they have to live with that trauma for the rest of their lives. And they're just beginning their lives. Right? Like, they don't understand things as well. It, it's harder for them to speak out. It would, and imagine the horrible feeling. What if one of those children think that it was their fault? There like, is I really enough they don't, but like, that could always be a possibility. Around. Yeah, I completely agree. There is too much victim blaming going around in this world. Like, I think when, like, people say they have been, like, sexually assaulted, people are like, oh, what were you wearing? Like, it doesn't matter what you wear. Really you have a right to wear what the, whatever the hell you want. But, like, the other people do not have, like, they can't use that Keep it to, in like, their hands, right? as a defense. They can't use what you wear as a defense on sexually abusing you. What the? And, you, and like, the victim blamers have no idea what it may feel like to be sexually assaulted. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. But they have no right to, like, judge the way you look or wear and use that to defend no. the abusers. So there was a major leak of financial documents from offshore companies. The 12 million file leak is said to be one of the biggest leaks in history. The Russian President Putin and Jordan King Abdullah are two out of the 30 former and current leaders mentioned. So I think um, this was like um, a leak that released, I think, um, their ways of avoiding bills and taxes and whatnot. Um <laughs> Even though they own big-ass homes and have enough of a country to, like, right. have enough money to fund a country. Obviously, yeah. they don't pay their taxes. Yeah, it's upsetting. <laughs> so, a private plane crashed this week into an office building in Milan. It killed eight people, including Petrisco, one of Romania's richest men, uh, his wife, and his adult son. There also have been reports of a child being one of the casualties. However, the crash didn't kill anyone on the ground. So, at least there wasn't a lot of casualties, but it, it's still a tragedy. Yeah, definitely. After Taiwan claimed that 93 um, Chinese military planes have flown into the Taiwanese defense zone just in the last three days, the U.S. are showing concern. The U.S. Department has stated, we urge Beijing to cease its military, diplomatic, and economic pressure and coercion against Taiwan. Whew. That's a lot think, to unpack there. Yeah, I think China is trying to, I think, join the countries together and, like, become um, this one country. That's with, quite a forceful Like, phrase, communist forceful country, phrase. obviously. Um, but Taiwan is, like, more, I think, more um, democratic. And yeah, it's, I think it separated sometime in the past. So, yeah, next. Thousands of people have attended abortion rights marches across the U.S. Yay! Rachel O'Leary Carmona, <gasps> the executive director of Women's March, have stated, This is kind of a break-glass moment for folks all across the country. Many of us grew up with the idea that abortion would be legal and accessible for all of us. Seeing that at very real risk has been a moment of awakening. I completely agree with that statement, and yes. I'm so glad... Um, we are protesting. Not yeah. Everyone yeah, I really wish I could be in that march. Yeah, I would love to, but I don't live in America, so. 
District Judge Robert Pittman has temporarily blocked the new restrictive abortion law in Texas, saying that women have been unlawfully prevented from exercising control over their lives in ways that are protected by the Constitution. And this court will not sanction one more day of this offensive deprivation of such an important right. The White House praised that this, saying that this was an important step, uh, step in challenging the legality of the law. However, just a few days later, the Fifth Circuit Cor- Court of Appeals temporarily reinstated the raw- law. What is wrong with me? Um, but this is so upsetting because I think at least someone no, yeah, but- the law for a bit, but someone put the law back yeah. in action and reinstated I'm also, it. I'm also glad... Sorry, I'm so sorry. I'm also glad that it's not just kind of a girl fight fight in this as well. And I'm glad to see that some men do think that this is this law is like not okay and it's not about the abortion, but it's about controlling women's bodies. Right. Because abortion right. is a right. It's, it should it's a be a law. Right. Right. I mean it is. It saves lives too. Exactly. And many of these people that do want abortion has has also probably been a victim of sexual assault and within that law it's also stated that it also appeals it doesn't to matter, people who right? have been assaulted which yeah. is horrible it because does, that is such a is. traumatizing experience for them they have a right to want to not i think everyone still has the right to do anything because no Definitely. like you know i mean i get it um, NATO expelled eight Russian diplomats for spying. I just found this to be interesting. And spies. Um, a 5.9 magnitude earthquake in the Balakistan province in Pakistan reportedly killed 20. Um, during a joint operation with Denmark, Germany said that they repatriated eight women who joined the Islamic State, or IS, as well as 23 children from a camp in Syria. Denmark has repatriated three women and 14 children. The hundreds of European women who joined the terrorist groups are still um, in Kurdish-run camps in North Syria. Well, I don't know. I think think they've been really ignored for a really long time because IS is really a dangerous group. And like I just mentioned before, they are behind lots of terrorist attacks. I think um, they're behind nine eleven, basically everything. Yeah, and I, it, it's also so horrible because this kind of specific group of people and um, has obviously done a lot of harm. But like other people within that religion, like Muslims, who are completely innocent, are also being blamed for things that they haven't done just because of their of their race, which is. So horrible you mean religion you said race the religion sorry religion yeah uh i I completely agree like groups like this who um utilize religion to i think make you know and these extremist groups who use their religion to do this kind of damage and and say and say that it's you know excusable because this violence will create change when it will it it wouldn't. It would just create fear, and yeah, and the fact that um, and the stigma surrounding this is also really upsetting because Muslims aren't aren't dangerous. Like, not. I mean, no, they're not. It depends on the people. Most. Of- yeah. 
Okay. Um, Leading with fear is a coward's way out. Right. Joyce Equaquan, Equaquan, an indigenous woman and a mother of seven's coroner report, shows that racism had played a key role in her death. She was found to have died of having fluid in her lungs. The hospital staff incorrectly assumed that she was suffering from narcotics withdrawal despite the lack of evidence and failed to help give her the proper care, proper care that she deserved. Her video shows her screaming for help while the two members of staff insulted her. Instead of helping her, they bullied and asked how her children would think of this. The coroner have, has commented her feelings that if she was white, she probably would have um, given the treatment that she deserved. Um, a lawyer for the late Miss Ekakwan has stated that they would soon file a lawsuit. This is an upsetting example of racism everyone deserves to be believed in, especially in a hospital, and everyone should get fair and equal treatment there. What the hell? I know. That is extremely upsetting. The doctors took a faith of oath to take care of whoever. They stood there and insulted her and her children. Wait, no, because no, no. Because of her race. No. Sorry, not was because of she her children. She insulted right? her, um, and saying that how would her and children about think her about her narcotics use when she didn't and she, she didn't use any. She was honestly dying they had no right to bring her children within that especially if they would be doing something that and their children would be even if about. they were suffering from narcotics withdrawal and they were stating that you should definitely check all the signs and make sure that she she is actually um she and, and honestly like how would you why would you just assume that she's lying when you you just have to check for it they just had to check <laughs> You have the machines, you have the technology, you have the ability, but the fact that they did not choose to do that is horrific. Yes. And I cannot believe it is still happening. And even if someone were um, suffering through a narcotics withdrawal, you don't insult them, you don't do that. You don't bully someone, especially in a hospital. It's a non-judgmental place. You help them, because that is your job and it is your responsibility. It's so upsetting. Um, the Russian authorities have stated have started an investigation of the allegation of um, sexual assault and torture in the Russian prison system after a leaked video showed the allegations. Wow. Yeah. A strong sandstorm in San Paolo caused significant property damage to homes. Tropical cyclone Shaheen has killed 13 after hitting parts of Oman and Iran. That's it for the five-minute news. Wow, thanks, Alex. Those were really eye-opening topics, and a lot of them were pretty horrific. (laughs) Yeah, it's terrifying. And, yeah, that's basically it for five-minute news. Like I said before, I'm so excited for today's topic. Do you want to take over, Kara? Yeah, okay, so the topic of social media is one that has been talked about multiple times over the years. Now, you may have heard the same speeches from your school, from your parents, or from your older siblings, because I know that I definitely have. Um, Now, you may roll your eyes at them and sit, listen, and nod, 
but then go straight back to it. You may now you may do the same thing with us as well, and we do apologize for it because but we still implore you to sit down and listen. After this episode, if we will still return to your social media, we won't stop you, but ask that you take something away from this as we talk about this episode with you. We also want to say a clear comment, which is that we understand social media has many positive outputs, and we too use it to promote this podcast. And Alex does have an active account, private account, in which she uses, and I too have previously had it. Social media is not necessarily bad but too much social media is bad but we'll go more into that a little bit later well, I, I think too much of everything is bad like talking um i'm someone who's pro social media but i think someone who utilizes social media to do harm is um definitely terrible but i think social media is an important platform for um i think in our generation um, we all use it's a it. way to it's connect. A way of yeah, it's a way to connect. That's what I mainly use it for, anyways. Yeah, I definitely do that. As I mean, I used to have a social media account as well, but personally, for me, it just was a little too much. But yeah, it, and especially during the pandemic, it is important to get um, access um, with your friends and stuff. But I think it is just about control and, and balance. Yeah. But it, this is this is just like a personal opinion and you know let's we'll, we'll just go on to it you'll, you'll see what i mean later on yeah so social media is something that has been going on since the late 1990s and as you know is still going on strong now currently 56.8 percent of the world population are on some sort of form of social media and 90 percent of teens from the age of 13 to 17 have access to the app now keeping in mind that if you are with within that age range or completely off it but you but i would still make a safe guess to say that you do probably have some sort of connection to social media as well whether or not you're within that age range or a little bit up or below it okay so the next um point that we're gonna make is actually something that i got from simon sinek which i vaguely mentioned in last week's lesson on gun control um um and it's like it's I love the way he talks about social media and how it influences millennials' mental health. And I would really suggest you guys um, check him out. And he has really he has a lot of cool um, talks on his um, channel as well. So in that talk, we learned that the percentage of teenagers with depression is much higher when they have access to Facebook than teenagers teenagers who don't. Like now, this is a scientific study we are given here. Now let's take a let's break this down a little bit more. So there's this chemical in our bodies called dopamine. Just keep a hold of it in your head for a second. Okay, and then we'll we'll go back to it a little bit later. So you know that um, feeling when you receive a text or when you get a notification on Instagram of a like or a new follower, that feeling of um, happiness almost, like your day just got better or that you just got noticed, right? We've all had that feeling when our beeps when with our little like notification beeps telling us that one of our friends just responded to our text messages. We also get this when we first wake up in the morning and our phones are flooded with notification of uh, text or likes. And it just, it feels good, right? That's why we keep going back. That's why we send out a million text messages, hi, 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 to one, one of all of our friends and wait for someone to reply. That's why we keep going back onto our apps and checking the likes, the followers, the comments, you know, et cetera. We do this because we get the gratification back. 
like it gives us it's a, it's like a give and receive game you give something for them to play with like a post or a tag and we wait for them to react and give something back so we wait to get to receive something back right it gives us a sense of place and line. i may be reading it into too much or maybe i'm reading it into little but remember that chemical in your body that i told you to keep of dopamine that is the chemical creating that kind of joy you feel when you receive a text or a message. It is also the same chemical that is created when we drink, gamble, or do drugs. Okay, I'm gonna let that sing in a second. Let that sing in a second. The same chemical that our body creates when we have access to instant gratification from our social app is the same from when we drink, gamble, or do drugs. And what I mean by instant gratification is that um, it gives teenagers or people direct access to gratification. They don't need to work for it. They just post a picture and a like as an instant. And then when they get a like, that's instant gratification. They send out a text and get a response back. That's instant gratification. Over time when we are given unlimited access to this chemical, it becomes numbing and addictive. It becomes an addictive chemical, addictive chemical, sorry. If you wake up and the first thing you do is check your phone for messages or your post instead of saying good morning to an actual human being just to feel that shot of instant gratification, then you are addicted. If you're in the middle of a dinner with your date, family, or friend, and you are talking to someone that is not physically there with you through your device, you are addicted. When you are having a conversation and your phone is on the table with you face up or face down i don't care you are addicted because you are sending every single person in that room a message that you are incapable of not having that device or app near you without getting distracted you are sending an immediate message saying to everyone around there you know what whatever you're saying right now or talking about i don't care enough to pay attention to you now you, you may not mean this but it is still the message that has been sent okay just um, does, wait, are you, do you mean like when you have your phone physically there with you or when you're like scrolling through your phone well, mid-conversation? Even, even if it's on the table with you, it shows people in that room that you cannot put it away to even just listen to What if to I don't something? have a bag? I put it on the table all the time because I don't have anything to carry. I carry it around. Like I don't have a bag sometimes, okay? Okay, yes, I understand that. But if you are incapable of having it there, without thinking about whatever is going on inside that phone other than listening to it, then that's fine. If you obviously if you're incapable of having it anywhere else and that's fine. But it is if it's something that you always do and it's always something that is out of habit that you just have to have it near you, that's an addiction. Well, I need to have it with me or else I'm gonna die. <laughs> no, as in as in, like as in what if I you go out on a walk by myself? Like, I need my phone or else what if something terrible happens to me? I have no way of communication. That. Put it in your pocket or somewhere. Yeah, I, yeah that's what I do. And I bring it well, everywhere. Okay. You bring, yes, okay, yes. I understand that social devices are something important. I mean, I have to have my phone around me as well. Because just, you know, just in case I need help or just want to contact my friends, then yes, it is there. But if, if someone is going to be talking to me, yeah, I, I'm not gonna sit there I and hate scroll people through who my just, phone. I hate people who go on their phone mid conversation and like just talk to you when they're do and like when 
Or when you're hanging out with someone and they just constantly go on their phone and not talk to you. Well, I've had that experience with Kara once. Very upset, but it's fine. Okay, yes, I'm a hypocrite. Okay, I'm trying to do better. I understand that it, it's hard. I mean, it is hard. from a personal perspective, yes, it is hard to put away your device. There are addictive and there are things on my phone that I do want to look at sometimes. And yes, I understand that it's like disrespectful. And yes, I have done it. And yes, I am a hypocrite. So you're probably going to leave the um, episode right now. But I'm trying to learn from that. And and obviously, I'm not going to be perfect every time. We're both not going to be no, perfect every not. time. And neither are you. But the point that if you're going to try, then you're going to try. And that is what counts. But you're yeah, going to is. really have to try. You're not just going to be like, oh, I did it one time, whatever. I'm just going to stop doing it. You're going to have to make the commitment. And you're going to have to actually physically like make the commitment because just sitting there and giving up the first time you've tried it is not gonna make a difference yeah I completely agree like I think it's I don't know but someone who has experienced um being ignored by someone who was on their device (laughs) it's okay it's definitely it makes it lowers your self-worth and your self-confidence just by yeah, you actually it doesn't bought. make your day any better. It kind of makes it bad, but it, it and it's because you feel ignored and you feel like you're less important. Then, but you actually just perfectly moved into the next point that I was just gonna make, but I'm gonna say it anyways. So just imagine yourself giving a presentation or trying to express an idea that you were very passionate about and the person that you are presenting to has their phone on the desk face up or face down like i said before it, or just scrolling through it gives you this feeling that your ideas are just not important enough for them to have and half of their thought is still somewhere within that device there's nothing remotely bad about some social media in fact there's nothing bad about alcohol too much alcohol is bad same thing with gambling and drugs. There is nothing wrong about it. It's just too much of all of those things are bad. Now, I want to think. I want you to think about this for a second. We have super strict laws on alcohol, gambling, and drugs, right? We, and what I mean by strict laws is like age laws and age restrictions. But we don't have strict laws for social media. We think. Think. Just think about it for a second. Social media creates the same addictive chemicals as alcohol, gambling, and drugs. The exact same. All four of them create dopamine. All four of them are addictive because we know this. We know this from personal experience that those things are addictive. Okay. But look, most addicts start young, right? Most alcohol alcoholics develop their coping coping mechanism with alcohol, gambling, and drugs very young within their life usually before it was legal to do so. Now, as we know by now, social media releases the same chemicals, right? We know that. So giving teenagers that much leeway with social media is like throwing open the liquor cabinet and saying, here you go, have at it. It is the exact same thing. We are giving our future generation access, full access to addictive chemicals, right? So now at this point, many of you have probably pressed out of this topic, but if you had not, then you have reached the point where I talk about balance. I understand that social media or phones or any type of electronics may be a coping mechanism or just a way to connect with your friends and family. 
I don't want to discourage or sound like I am being insensitive, but I would like to say that it may not be the most efficient nor healthy way of doing it if it is your way of coping. I can't make assumptions nor can I give suggestions for different coping mechanisms because I don't believe it is my place and I know nothing about it. But I do think that it is my place to give you information which you can choose to do with. You can throw it away or you can use it or you can give it to someone else. But I really do hope that you take something away from this episode, whether it be, you know, controlling your impulses to have your phone on the table or when you're having a conversation with a friend, family or spouse. Or it could just be the information about dopamine or anything at all, because like it's just Social media is such a complicated thing because and and social and like social apps and devices are also such a complicated thing because it is it is good for you but it also isn't great if you take advantage of it and you know and like not be able to have that control over your impulses right. because and it just right. it's it's just like it's just about balance if you can balance your social media life like your online presence as well as your social presence and it's so it's so much more effective because if we're on our devices so much we lose all sense of not all sense we lose the ability to socialize with other people because we're so used to doing it um on our phone right i i remember this section from the talk that um simon sinek was talking about how social media makes it so much easier you know like i said before instant gratification if you want a date just go on an app and swipe right, you know, or just text someone. You don't have to have the awkwardness of be like, hey, you want to go on a date with me? You know, like you could say no, and then I'll just be embarrassed in front of all of my friends and stuff, you know, and you don't, and if you want to talk to your friend, you know, you don't want to have to like drive up to their house and, you know, make actual conversation. You could just, you just could text them and stuff. And I guess it is more efficient. But then the more we use it, the more we lose our ability to actually physically and socially interact with people. So so when we're having a problem, right, when we're having a problem, we don't necessarily go straight to a person because we have lost that sense, that sense of ability to trust or to physically connect with someone else. So we go to something that's more accessible and easier, whether that be gambling, alcohol or drugs, right, or, or our phones. And that is how an addiction is caused. Because we don't, we don't know how to socialize with people. We don't know what to do when something gets stressful. We don't. The only thing that we do is we go to the easiest and most accessible thing that we know will give us a numbing experience, gives us instant gratification, and gives us the same shot of happiness we may have when we experience with alcohol, gambling, or drugs. We don't go to a physical person. We go to a bottle, a pack of weed, or whatever, or to gambling, or our social media device. It is device it is the exact same thing that's what i mean by balance well okay can i make some can i make a comment here i personally don't agree with i mean a lot of things some things you're saying mainly because i'm a social media user and i i don't think i'm addicted to it like i don't know i that's what addicts say as well but (laughs) Uh, that that I, th- I think social media is one of the least um the by uh, the apps that I use the least so I basically don't even use it at all I forgot it even existed Taylor Swift <laughs> I forgot it existed um I don't know I don't use it and 
I missed messages from a day ago or something like that. And I reply to it just because I have to. Or, I mean, would you just ghost someone? No. No, I would not ghost someone. Yeah. And liquor, um, alcohol and social media, uh, um, I believe, are completely different things. I mean, it, does, I do it has, has like a similar effect. Really but the gravity that. of it is quite small compared to alcohol. You do make- I mean, I could, this would be completely biased, but I, sorry. Right. Um, I think it just gives a completely different effect. I mean, it gives a similar effect, but it still has like a different sort of strength and like gravity, I think. Okay. All right. You just, you cut out for a second, but I do think that you make really good points. And I think a lot of people do make that point. And I may be completely off with this, but and I may be completely biased, but because you're my friend, but I think that shows a good strength of um, control um, and balance over your life. And I don't, I don't want to make this seem like a shooting. I don't want to make this seem like a shooting arrow um, to those people who may use social media in a different way than you. Right. And this may, and I may be completely out of place saying this because I don't personally own social media myself. And one of the reasons for that was because. I just knew for me that I was addicted to it. I knew personally because I could spend, I literally spent two full hours just stroking through social media. I remember going on Instagram and I would just go through it for hours upon hours. I just wouldn't notice. And I have have personal experience that I lost complete contact with the social media. If I were to meet someone, there was that I could throw with them Wait, there was no way wait, i could stop, go stop, to my stop, friends stop. and talk about my problems because hello? i just lost that ability hello stop you kind of cut off everything that you were saying at the at the beginning so can you repeat your point again just so <laughs> i'm so sorry you kind of kept it pausing i think it's the internet but it just like so this you know it was like that okay sorry i'll i'll redo that for a second um i was talking about how uh i I understand and I respect your points. Oh, I got that. Um, and I think you. And I think yes, but I was just coming from a much more personal place because I have personally experienced addiction to social media. Mm-hmm. Because I have, when I previously did have Instagram, which I don't anymore, was because I just found it. I found it so addictive. I could spend hours upon hours upon hours like i'm not even joking on instagram scrolling through all of these um thing all of these like uh what's it called profiles of these um of these beautiful women or just my friends who just seem to be living such a like wonderful life right and it just became so mentally straining for me but i couldn't stop because it was so addictive it was so addictive looking at all of these people traveling the world, you know, all of these beautiful places and their clothes. It was, it was, it was exactly that. It was so, but it was so mentally consuming that every time I posted something, it would be like, with this, I'm going to sound like such an ass right now, but I just wanted someone to be jealous of me. If I were to post a photo, I wanted someone to be like, I wish I had that because I, I hated that feeling that I may have been like, I don't know, the only one that was jealous of them because I wasn't living the life that was perceived on social media. And it just became so, so toxic for me. 
And I yeah. really, really wish that I could say that I ended it because I knew no. it was bad for me. Yeah. But I didn't. I think the only that I... Yeah, sorry. sorry, continue. I think um, by after listening to your personal experience with social media, I can definitely see um, how you got how, how important it is to cut off it and how I think how important it is to separate um, your social media life with your I don't know, you know, to just separate yourself from it a little bit. And yeah, and I think to acknowledge that it's kind of like a filter, the things you post on there. Um, it's not actually what's happening at the in real life. If you, if you make yeah, if you understand, but I knew that I knew that, but I still struggle. They still it have anyway. real life problems and they have men- mental health issues or anything like that. Um, yeah, I think it depends. It's, it really depends on the situation. Like, if you use it for um, good purposes, like con- communication and connecting, um, it's definitely good. Um, but if you use it in a way that you know is, is, isn't is leaving you with happiness after you use it and it isn't creating yeah. joy for you, I think that is the point where you kind of separate your life from Honestly, I wish you were there in my time of life to tell me that because the only reason I don't have Instagram right now was because I forgot because when I transferred my phone into my new one, which I have right now, um, Instagram didn't actually manage to come with it. And I forgot my password. And honestly, I think it was a blessing in disguise because ever since I don't have it anymore, it just, it feels so much better, but I don't. I don't want to judge the people that do have it because I honestly, I applaud them for being so, um, so healthy with it because people genuinely use it for like just connection and having fun. And it is, it is so, it's so good for me to see that because I was like, honestly, I really wish I do have the ability to do that. But I know personally for me, that just wasn't going to happen. And yeah. And I, and you still, you still have social media and you know, you would send me like TikToks sometimes or just like um videos like that you found in videos aren't they so cute i love the videos and they and they do help me keep active and it's such a wonderful thing but it's just balance and just personally looking back on your own personal experience with social media it's also so important to reflect on that and seeing if it is a healthy thing and if you can't physically do it to yourself be brave enough to ask for help yeah i think that oh moving on to the fun end there is apparently a RoboCop in LA, and it's not like the gun, um, gun, gun-toting RoboCop in the film. But police say that the RoboCop is actually bringing crime rates down. How interesting! And it was like the cutest wow. little thing as well, like the RoboCop. Wait, are you kidding? Robo, wow, robots are dope. I really. I applaud anyone who can engineer a robot. Yeah, me too. I can't. I don't have the brains. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I like. I. I hate. <laughs> I hate anything to do with coding because I just don't understand it. Oh, remember last year? I think we were when we like. I think I helped you with something. <laughs> you just didn't get it. I didn't understand. You were talking absolute nonsense. Right. It was like another language, honestly. It's so much easier. Yeah, but honestly, to people who can use 
coding and different languages on the computer. We applaud you. Yeah. We applaud you. Thank you. And I would what very much like to meet though? Robocop in real life. I will travel there. What do you there. think about the robots taking over the world? Well, hmm, is it going to happen? What do you think about robots taking over the world? I heard you. Um, I don't know. Question. Isn't it? I don't know. I don't know. I I'm not. I'm not a psychic. I don't know how that helps, but um, I can't predict the future. <laughs> and I think I'm just a very um, logical, realistic person. And from my perspective, I don't think robots are going to take over the world unless some evil scientist programs them to. Why would you? <laughs> Isn't that, there's like this big debate how like robots are going to take over the world and people are going to like lose their jobs and stuff. Yeah. I think that's it. For, I don't know. I think that's it for t- today, this week. This week's episode. Next week, I am so excited for next week. Yeah, so you exciting. will. You will be so happy. Um, it's an interesting topic. Hope, hopefully, I do justice for the topic because it's it's quite. It's. I mean, it's it's a big problem and it's something that needs to be addressed. And today was also extremely interesting. Thank you, Kara. I loved it. I didn't know. I didn't know anything about this. Yeah, and I'm so glad that we had. I'm honestly, I'm so glad we had disagreements on it as well. This that, that's whole debate. Like a big part of our. Yeah, that's also a really big part of our friendship, which is insane because we disagree on a lot of things. But we still respect each other's like opinions sometimes. Yes, sometimes. <laughs> well, I just don't like you. Goodbye. I hate you too. Okay. Well, we love you. The people who are listening. Um anyway. All right, always yours, well, Alex and Kara. Well, Bye. yeah. Bye.